Snow crabbing season in Alaska's Bering Sea is canceled for the second year in a row after billions of crabs disappeared over the last couple of years. Crabs in the Bering Sea went from thriving to essentially non-existent in just a few years, something no one saw coming. And all signs point to warming ocean waters as the central problem. 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 Welcome back to Poison for Profit. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. And tonight, Zach and I are going to be coming back at you guys with another general episode. I know you guys have been waiting for. <laughs> it's been a while since we've Patiently. done one of these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just some uh, updates here and there for the California oil trial and that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a very heavy shellfish night. We're going to be talking about some crabs and some lobsters. And uh, I'm just going to pass it over to Zach, who's going to be updating us on what's going on with the crabs. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Get your uh, your butter and your bibs ready, right? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about, well, I'm talking about at least snow crabs, Alaskan snow crabs. Nick, I think you said you remember this was a pretty big story last year when the Alaskan snow crab a harvest season was canceled for the second year in right. a row. So it's been canceled, or I guess this year's a second year. So it's been canceled two years in a row because the population just is not large enough to to sustain a, a harvesting season. They finally think they figured out what the reason is for this very sudden and very large population decline. For the last couple of years, people have really thought it was overfishing. And there's been a lot of theories that I've seen, at least, that, you know, uh, China's going, it's like, it's, China sets itself right outside of, you know, the U.S. territory Invading, waters. Yeah, yeah waters. and just like siphons off all of our snow crabs, right? Uh, in reality, that's not the case. It's climate change, of course. And, and um, <laughs> that seems like the the answer everybody has. It's China. China's the, the source of all of our problems. But uh, yeah, so they're realizing that the massive heat waves that the region has seen, the Bering Sea region has seen, is leading to warmer ocean temperatures, and that is causing uh, these crabs to essentially starve to death or or move out, but by and large starve. Um, the warmer water changes their metabolism, and they need a lot more calories to uh, keep up. Yeah, so the the Arctic region has warmed four times faster than the rest of the planet, which is obviously, you know, going to wreak a ton of havoc on those ecosystems. The uh, ice coverage in the Bering Sea through 2018 and 2019, there was what they call, what they said was 4% of the coverage that they've historically seen. So, I mean, like, Less than one twentieth of the ice that's usually there, which is insane. That's like to me. crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. I think the 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 real worrisome thing about it is that like there's no way of knowing how this is going to go in the future. These ecosystems they they can be very resilient if the conditions stabilize, but the opposite is happening right now. Mm -hmm. Um. It doesn't, I mean, obviously it affects the animals that live there, the, the, the wildlife, 
but it also affects livelihoods. You know, the deadliest catch. You ever seen the deadliest catch? I was going to say, this is what... uh canceling my favorite show (laughs) yeah i mean but 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 really like it is like this is uh for that region uh, that's an important um important fishery and an an important source of jobs an important source of food for a lot of people and that's not just you know alaskans it's um canadians it's it's russians it's chinese people it's uh you know, there's a lot of people that depend on these fisheries. It's being lost, essentially. For sure. So the big thing with a lot of these uh, fisheries for like snow crab or other shellfish species, the way that they know how many are there or estimate how many are there is through the catch reports. And so this is one of those things where it's probably been a problem for a while. But it's hard to actually keep up with the data because if you're just looking at what's coming out of the water and seeing the decline in that, who really knows what's actually the population of the snow crab? Um, I don't know exactly for like Alaska or that if Russia or China or any other of the people that fish these seas, if they do live crab, you know, Uh, samples to see how the population is doing but from my experience in my field they do some shellfish surveys but the majority of it is from the catch yeah i think that's that's the case in a lot of wildlife uh population estimates it comes from harvesting seasons or you know the the species that are harvested at least right it comes from harvesting seasons yeah deer deer yeah deer absolutely turkey uh, anything like that, um, they just, you know, project it with their, their take statistics. So, uh, yeah, like that's a, that's a good point because you're losing this harvest season. It's now going to be, it might take longer to really know what the health of the population is. Right. And, and it's probably the right, right thing to, to close the season, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be a little longer before we really know if this has the ability to recover uh, fully to the state that it used to be in yeah i mean with the the giant swing that we're seeing with climate change like how drastic our environment is changing it's hard to really know like even if it is recoverable uh or what type of change we're going to see um obviously i'd like to see the snow crab do do well and <laughs> not see billions of them disappearing at a time but I think, I, I mean, this is kind of one of those things where we've been being told, like, we're past that point of no return with climate change already. We're going to see the effects of it one way or another. And at this point, the best we can really do is damage control. Those those are good points, Nick. So thank you. But we're going to go across the country now to to talk about New England lobster. Yes, to a very similar problem. Uh the New England lobster uh, fishery has seen a very drastic decline. So they're estimating about 40% of the population has decreased since the surveys were taken in 2016. So from these are surveys they're comparing from 2020, 2022 to 2016 through 2018. 
and they've seen a 40% decrease for very much the same reason we were just talking about with the snow crab with the increase in climate change. The habitat for these lobsters just keeps getting diminished. They keep getting pushed further and further north towards colder and colder waters. However, they can't always get to those colder waters. They're not that fast, just like crabs. <laughs> not that fast at moving north. With this decrease, there's if there's a 35% or more decrease in the lobsters, the fishermen are required to adhere to stricter rules. Uh, so the lim size limitation for the lobster is increased, so they have to take larger lobsters instead of smaller. Um, however, that was not set to go into effect until June of 2024, which to me seems like oh, it's like a reasonable amount of time, you know, give them some time to adhere to the new standards. However, this has been delayed due to the commissioner, Patrick Kelly Her, uh, butchered his last name, but Kelly that's all right. Maybe, of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of Maine Department of Marine Resources. He delayed the implementation until January 1st of 2025. Uh, basically, because he is worried that the Canadian fishermen will uh, still be taking the size, the current size lobster while U.S. fishermen are taking our newer size requirements, which to me is just a money reason and not actually protecting the environment. Yeah. Um, why absolutely. wouldn't, as, as always, we're not setting the standard. We are waiting till everyone else catches to the standard yeah, and then we go. Yeah, to maintain competitiveness with, yeah. Foreign right. markets, yeah. <laughs> exactly, 100%. That's all they're doing is trying to make sure that we are not having to buy Canadian lobster, which is honestly the same I, lobster. I can't getting. think of a worse <laughs> thing, Nick, for, <laughs> for I know for the people of the United States and they have to eat Canadian yeah, lobster. God forbid we protect the environment and protect the lobster fishery, you know? Uh, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, very similar story to yours, not to get too much into it because we're just going to be talking about the same thing all night, but, um, it's, it's very much because of climate change. Uh, they're just running out of places to go. Yeah. I think like the, the big takeaway just from this, these two articles is like, it's affecting everywhere, right? Like 3000 miles away or whatever it is, the same issues are happening and it's caused by the same thing. And there's, I mean, like, there's not been a real holistic approach to solving that problem. And it's one that yeah. everybody's aware of. Like, nobody's unaware of the the impacts of climate change, right? Affecting, it's not even affecting everybody equally because there's, there's people and there's ecosystems that are going to be affected disproportionately way more than other ecosystems and populations. Um but you know it can it can be across the world from each other that they're seeing similar effects absolutely and i feel like often the thought is with this kind of stuff that instead of let's protect this resource or let's make sure that it's at, we're using it at a renewable rate so that it can replenish itself or uh, you know 
take for what or you know what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, I know. And especially, um, yeah, especially if the the conditions are not ideal for sustainability, you have to right. be extra careful because you don't really have much control over this condition. Right. Yeah. So if we're not acting sustainably, I feel like often the thought is by people other than Zach and I, <laughs> well, let's just use it until it's gone then, which is the like dumbest idea ever. Yeah. Uh, at, the, at that rate, you're just never, we're going to be burning the candle at both ends. We're going to be completely out of, uh, you know, all of our resources. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just have a to really total disregard for, for future generations. Right. Like, <laughs> we just like have to care about nothing to, to have that belief. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, well, I'm here right now and I'd like to eat 15 lobsters a day and 10 snow crabs as well. I, I, I guess my takeaway from this article is very much the same as what we were talking about. The other one, I don't know why uh, the main Department of Marine Resources is delaying this uh, size limitation. Just seems a little bit, I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's a economic reason. That's the only reason I can really see. It's, I guess, yes, you're maybe helping the lobster fishermen in the short term, but in the long term, they're not going to have a fishery if we're going to continue the way we're going. So that'll wrap up our shellfish special here (laughs) at Poison for Profit. Uh, We are still working on some bigger projects it's been a while there's been a lot of life changes um going on between the both of us so we appreciate all of our listeners for sticking with us for those who have uh we hope to win some back if they've they've lost hope in us releasing more (laughs) episodes but we're still here we're gonna keep working on that uh as always the social medias will be linked in the show notes along with the articles we covered tonight. Anything else, Nick? I'll just thank you all for listening and best of luck to the deadliest catch and the lobster fishermen out in new England. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time.